Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How's it going, boo? It's going, boo. <laughs> it's going. Uh, first, I chugging along. To, I am chugging along. Yes. Uh, I want to apologize. I want to start this episode off by apologizing oh. to you boo and to our boo-boos out there we did not record last week and it was all because your girl was a hot mess <laughs> per usual <laughs> I was mentally exhausted physically exhausted and I just didn't want that to come through you know in the recording so I felt it was best just to not record last week so Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your flexibility. I wanted to record, but I just knew it was not going to be good. Well, thank you for apologizing, Boo, but there's no need to. As you know, I and our listeners out there, the Boo Boos, we we all know that you and me have job jobs (laughs) and we have life lives, you know, (laughs) so. And life be life is. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) that's how it be. (laughs) Life has really been life in, but it's all good. So and we I, all have those moments. So I think, you know, if you didn't feel up to and, and couldn't put out the best for our boo-boos, then they appreciate that. Only quality content that. here. Exactly. <laughs> so, but thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, it's that time of the year for graduations and school years wrapping up. And so that's, as you know, our school year has wrapped up at our workplace and um, so we celebrated with our graduating students, not just the graduates, but all our student workers who mm-hmm. work for our various offices. And we took them bowling and, and played pool, uh, you know, billiards. And it was a nice day and we fed them. Uh, I can't say we fed them the best. I think there was a mix up in the food order, but we made do with what they, we had and the students still appreciated being able to eat. We tried, we tried. We and sometimes, you know, catering is, Hit or miss sometimes, especially yeah, I mean, large quantities of food. And our students can't complain that much because over the last year, I fed them like Dickies and other kind of yummy foods. So. Dickies has good box lunches. Yeah, they got like um, uh, barbecue pork sl- uh, sandwiches and uh, brisket sandwiches. So. See, we need to contact them. Maybe that's a potential <laughs> partnership there. <laughs> oh, no, I just, um, I just made myself hungry. Mm, big yellow cups but, <laughs> yeah that's what they have they're big old, big old yellow cup but yeah so we um had a good time and I hadn't bowled in, bowled in a while but I impressed myself you know it's not I'm not like a professional but I think in two games I bowled a total of like 263 oh that's so, really good yeah that's over or, 100 each game mm-hmm, I did yeah so I'm not you know like I said there's people out there like that's it but look I don't bowl all the time. <laughs> and usually when I bowl, I'm like 80, 85. I'm not a good bowler. So if, if they offer the bumpers, is it called the bumpers? Yeah, the bumpers. Yeah, on the if they side. offer those, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's how I know I know I've matured because old David, younger David, uh-huh. I, I say formerly old slash younger version of me. We're young um, seasoned, young and seasoned. But young and age version of me. <laughs> 
more immature. Um, I would have never shared my game with anyone, but a student came in late and we were kind of in the midst of a game, but I really wanted them to participate. So I let them jump in on my game, even though I was having a good game. So part of my score was affected by the student jumping in. And my, my former self would have said, no way. This is my game, my score. Congratulations on my growth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, con- congratulations on being a decent human being. <laughs> well, I mean, you knew that the celebration was for the students and it was a student asking. Now, if it was a faculty or staff, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've always been pretty competitive and I, I don't like losing. And yeah. so I've come to the point where like, eh, I don't care. And that just shows that I, you know, maturity, seasoning, old, you know, whatever it may be. Wise. You wise, have, yeah. You are wiser. I'm the Shifu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't mind sharing the game and everybody had fun all around. It was a good time for the students to just thank them for the work that they've done for us this past year. And for the staff also to kind of blow off steam and share the moments with them. Yeah, well, that's fun. We didn't have any end of the year celebrations in my office. Um, Actually, before spring break, we kind of had like a big potluck luncheon type thing and a pre-student appreciation. And now our students are actually gone already on their (laughs) summer vacation. So they were like, peace out. Bye, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. But speaking of competitiveness and competition. So I can recall on our last recording, we talked about the NBA playoffs. We did. Yeah. And And how all four California teams made it into the playoffs. Well, as of today's recording, no California team. (laughs) No California. (laughs) Our left Lakers, they were the last California team to be in the round three, which Uh kudos to them. I did not expect them to get to round three. I honestly thought that they were going to lose to Golden State in round two, and they end up beating Golden State. So kudos to them. And as a Laker fan, I mean, I should have never doubted them, but I did. (laughs) I mean, because I'm practical, right? Well, yeah, you were looking at the reality of the situation, the lineups and everything. Exactly. So um, Lakers were swept by Denver. They lost, (laughs) or they didn't win any game. So Denver swept them 4-0, which was kind of embarrassing because- as Laker fans, I think the fans knew they were going to lose the series, right? But just yeah. win one game. Yeah. And they then, lost to those Nuggets. They See, see <laughs> Nuggets, they have a really good team. So um, their center, Jokic, I think they call him Joker. He is a very good player. And, you know, you just couldn't stop him. So um, mm. tonight, Miami will play Boston. So that's for the Eastern Conference Finals. And... Miami is up three games to one in that series. I think Miami will win tonight to beat Boston. And I really want to see Boston lose this series only because Lakers and Celtics, there's a huge rivalry. Yeah. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law is a Celtics fan. I do not want him to have bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Boston to lose so I can text the family group thread and be like, oh, Boston lost, you know. <laughs> Fandom is so funny about those kind of old rivalries <laughs> that stay within the fandom. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'm interested to watch the game tonight. So you're and predicting a Miami-Denver finals. I am. And 
this may be an unpopular opinion, but I really like Jimmy Butler as a player, and he plays for Miami, and I, I want to see Jimmy Butler win a championship. And I also want to see Jimmy Butler be the next franchise player for the Lakers. I think he will be a good fit. Oh. Um, as you know, Boo, and some of our boo-boos may know that LeBron James, he's pretty seasoned for an NBA player. <laughs> and um, I don't know how many more years he has left in him. Mm-hmm. And so Lakers need to start thinking about their next franchise player. And I think Jimmy Butler would be a great fit. So after Jimmy wins a championship in Miami, come on over to LA, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, Jimmy. Yes. And then also too, um, so throughout this playoff series, I watch TNT. That's where some of the playoff games are on. And then they're on ESPN. And I believe ABC has picked up a few. Well, I just want to say prayers to Shaq because he's a commentator on TNT, right? Mm -hmm. And I read that Shaq was allegedly served with legal documents during game four of the the Miami Boston series. (laughs) Apparently and allegedly Shaq was an investor in a crypto company and it went bad. So now he's named in a lawsuit. So he's, maybe going to have to pay back a large amount of money and they served him during the game <laughs> that well that's in the kind of a rough situation to be in you know at at your workplace yes well apparently he was dodging them right oh but so they knew where dodge. he was gonna be there <laughs> exactly like man they got you at work craig <laughs> <laughs> so i'm praying for you big fella so i was like dang they, they got him so again allegedly yeah. apparently i Well, he's a very charitable person. So, you know, it's Uh, too bad that this went sideways on him. Yeah. So, and then um, shout out to the whole commentating team, though, the TNT commentating team. I really love them. They're funny, very funny. So Shaq and then it's Charles Barkley, Boo, he played for Phoenix Suns Uh back in the day, Kenny the Jet Smith and Ernie Johnson. So they're a bunch of old guys now and they just kind of joke on each other and then they talk about the players like, I remember when Lakers were in the series, they were calling Anthony Davis street clothes because Anthony Davis was always hurt in his street clothes, <laughs> which is sad, right? But they can rip on each other like that. I know. You know, especially those old veterans. Yeah. So, and the older veterans, they feel some type of way about like the newer generation because they'll say all the time, you know, back in the day when we played, we didn't have load management. So load management is like where a star player will miss a game or miss uh-huh. two games to like nurse their body. And Shaq and Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, they're like, we didn't have none of that. We played through injuries, broken ankles, <laughs> broken foots and all this stuff. So, Well, I think people who are seasoned these days can look back on uh, the bygone era where people just endured more. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. but now there's an emphasis on health and wellness and taking care of yourself where so you can look at it either way as like was it bad back in the day to push past the pain or did it make you stronger or are we weaker now because we don't try to push past the pain and take care of ourselves or is it a good thing depending on who you're asking exactly but if you ask an old person <laughs> well and Shaq just uh went underwent a hip replacement so <laughs> you know it's just like i don't know but um yeah so looking forward to watching the game tonight and i predict that miami heat will win the nba finals but again 
I was wrong about the, <laughs> the, the Western Conference. So anything could happen, right? Of so. course, it's so it's uh, you know I think it depends on the night how players are feeling, what the mm-hmm. circumstances are. Yeah. But if you're going by record and 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 team stats, then I'm sure Miami's probably the one, right? Um. Or is it Denver? Know, well, Denver won Western Conference, and so Miami and Boston, they're competing in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I believe that Miami's standings were, I want to say they were number eight, oh, okay. and then Boston had a, a higher standing than them, oh. so they're showing you, like, hey, it doesn't matter the rankings, right? Yeah. So, it's the talent, and also, Miami, they have a lot of undrafted players on their team, which is another thing to look at, just because their players weren't drafted doesn't mean the talent's not there. Yeah. And this is again under assuming that Miami's gonna win the series because they're close to it. But. Yeah. Yeah. They're up three games to one. But anything could happen, but statistics yeah. have shown when a team is up three games to one, they end up winning the series. Mm-hmm. But again, records can always be broken, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah. even though we're waiting for a winner in uh-huh. the NBA, um you know, for the playoffs and everything in the championship, uh, American Idol has crowned its winner. Okay, now, okay, and your prediction was correct, boo. Yes, Ian Thongi won, okay. and so everyone's quite excited about that. I'm very excited about that. Um, and so his first debut single after his Idol win is called "I'll Be Seeing You," and the song honors his late father who recently passed away last year. And uh, that was just a few months before his audition um, when his father passed away. And so, you know, it's funny now because on social media, Islanders especially are sharing how they're supposedly related to Iam Tongi, you know? <laughs> so everyone's coming out of the woodwork like, my, he's a cousin of my cousin. or So he's somewhat related. To, I'm related to this winner. That resonates with me because in the Black community, <laughs> you got a lot of cousins. We got cousins we haven't met. <laughs> yeah, I think POCs are always trying to find that little connection somewhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so you better, you better claim your cousin. <laughs> but I, I hope good things for him, and it, it's appropriate that he win during APITA, you know, Asian Pacific Islander Desi American Month. Still May, woo woo. So you know he he won here at the tail end of May, and um, it's a nice way to celebrate the month with his with his win. And um, I hope, like I said, he he has a fruitful career. He's only 18. And, you know, I do, you know, I'm concerned that he's maybe not in the best health because he's so large. So I hope he takes care of himself because now that he has his career and doesn't overeat because, you know, he'll have now access to wonderful, amazing foods. He's like, I'm eating good, okay? (laughs) Premium cuts only. Well, wow. I mean, speaking of which, it's like, I know you and I have tried a place that you're going to talk about right now. And <laughs> if Ian went there, he might go a little, you know, uh, overboard well, because you know it's what? easy to. It's also economical. I'm just saying, if you are a person who likes to eat a lot, then you should go to all you can eat Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not pushing bad health and bad choices. No, not at all. But I mean, who doesn't love good Korean barbecue well, here and that's there? What I'm saying, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> uh, I mean, all you can eat meat. <laughs> that's what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so 
Um, continuing with the theme of a pita month, Boo, as you said, I went to Coriana Grill. Mm-hmm. And it's all you can eat Korean barbecue. And I have to confess, I ate so much meat, <laughs> like a gross amount. <laughs> now, I really do not eat red meat a lot. I'm more of a chicken, ground turkey, fish type person. Uh-huh. And I was recently told that I have low hemoglobin. And a way to not have low hemoglobin is to eat more red meat, which is crazy because if you eat too much red meat, it's going to affect your heart. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm at this Korean barbecue place, all you can eat. I'm going to stock up on on beef. <laughs> and that's, that's what I did. I ate so much cow beef. And so, you know, boo, cow beef, Korean short mm, ribs. Short ribs. So good. And but, you know, when I go to Koreana, I hit up the pork belly. And there's just tons of pork belly on my grill. I got a little bit of pork belly, a little bit, but it was mostly the Calbee. And then <laughs> well, I had, the, huh? oh, go ahead, Boo. Dude, what were you gonna say? Also, the unique part of Coriana Grill, and probably why you might have overeaten and overindulged, mm-hmm. is because a lot of Korean barbecue places, when you, they're all you can eat, but you have to tell the servers the meats that you want, and they bring that plate to you full of that meat. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at Coriana, they're a little different than a lot of places because they actually have the meats out buffet style and you grab your own meat you for the most part. Meat. And so now you have you can go buck wild on this meat. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the meats were out buffet uh-huh. style. And I noticed if you wanted Calbee shrimp and scallops, then you had to order it kind of like on that all you can eat sushi slip, how yeah. they have it. So um I, I did get happy when I saw the pork belly. Yeah, I got me some of that. Because pork belly reminds me of bacon. Yeah, bacon. basically yeah. what it is. So a so, um, bunch of that. I stayed away from the chicken because I'm, I'm kind of weird. I know that you can eat undercooked beef and it won't get you sick, right? Uh-huh. Undercooked chicken, you might die. Well, and undercooked pork. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, mm, I saw, I saw the chicken and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave it. So, but well, I it's did. funny, boo. Cause I thought you were going to say, here's why you left the chicken out. Cause this is why I don't eat the chicken myself. Is it it's because no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, was gonna... you a secret, I was like, what? No, no, I don't eat the chicken because um, I eat chicken throughout the week. And so uh, I don't usually eat a lot of red meat or pork that much. So when I'm there, I'd rather just focus on those that I don't get to eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, chicken? Who needs to eat chicken? I eat that all the time. Well, and meat's expensive, especially beef. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to stock up on beef and pork. And then I did order um, some shrimp. Now, the shrimp at All You Can Eat, at this particular uh, restaurant, Coriana, it's the shrimp with the head on. Uh-huh. And so if you are kind of squeamish, I would say do not get that because you see little eyes looking at you like, don't cook me. Well, when you cook them, the little eyes shrivel up. Anyway. <laughs> they get glaucoma. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they also had scallops. But why were the scallops sad? They reminded me of like dipping Dots, but just the larger size dip. Yeah, dots. they're little like yeah. processed, f- uh, you know, quick kind of scallops they're not like the big old meaty juicy ones you get at the high-end restaurant that's what i was I, that's what i thought i was ordering so when they bought these little scallops i was like what is this <laughs> but yeah you made a good comparison they do look like dipping dots <laughs> well and shout out to uh miss adrian miss Marsha. i went with them we had a ladies lunch but it was funny because miss adrian 
she said that the sight of raw meat gets her squeamish. <laughs> well, then why are you going to go to all you can why, eat? Yeah, why are you at Korean barbecue? And then Ms. Marsha said that she's like, oh, I ate a large lunch. <laughs> Again, why are you at Korean barbecue? Before we sat down, I was like, should we even stay here? Because I'm about to pig out. Like, I don't want you grossed <laughs> out. You're not going to eat. Like, let me know. So we ended up staying. But I feel that I'm the only one that got my money's worth. And Coriana, it was really reasonable to me, $28.99 for all you can eat. And I ate a lot of meat. But I also um, had banchan. So because of Peter, we're going to educate you. <laughs> <laughs> Bonchon is a collection of Korean side dishes that dinner guests enjoy in Korea and around the world as a prelude to the main meal. And so I didn't want to get full on like rice and calamari, things like that. So for the bonchon, I just had the marinated cucumbers. Uh-huh. Yep. And then I also had um some fish cake. Yep, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorites. That's all I had. And then the rest was strictly meat. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing of Coriana, it's easy to get full because besides just the grilled meats, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, the the calamari, there's a hot buffet and they have pot stickers mm-hmm. and tempura. And Egg so, you, yeah, exactly. It's all these fried foods that you can yeah. add into your system, all this oil plus the meat. That's it. Mm, I stayed <laughs> away from that section. I already knew I had a game plan going in. I said, nope, this is what I'm focusing on. And then mm. I like that they have ice cream at the end. And they I was going to mention that. Fresh but... fruit. <laughs> well, the other thing too is like I try not to fill up with rice. So I eat, uh, I wrap all my meat in the lettuce, the big lettuce leaves that they have. Mm-hmm. So that, or the radish, um, thin radish uh, sheets. Mm-hmm. And so that way the rice doesn't fill me up too prematurely. See, at least you did that. At least you used lettuce. <laughs> I didn't use, I just ate the meat. <laughs> and then shout out to our server James. He was so nice and attentive. And then he would come and like cut my calbi for me because oh, I mean nice. I wasn't even cutting the calbi. I was just like ripping it off the bone. <laughs> he probably he's he like, talked. let me go help this lady. <laughs> so we had a, a nice time. We really did. Well, I want to circle back real quick because the mm-hmm. highlight for me at Coriana is that ice cream because. <laughs> No one else has that formula because when it comes out of the ice machine, ice cream maker, uh-huh. thing is, it's like this crystallized ice cream where the, you could taste the little ice crystals in there, mm-hmm. and it's so good to me. And it's I just and it's creamy too once it melts in your mouth. And no one else has that type of ice cream that I've had anywhere else. So I always look forward to finishing my meal with their ice cream. It, it was good. Now I. This particular visit, I didn't get ice cream because I was so full. I felt that if I ate anything else, it wouldn't have been good. But Miss Adrienne and Miss Marsha got ice cream. They said it was good. Okay, good. (laughs) It looked good, too. I mean, don't be hating on my ice cream. No, it it looked good. And I've had it before years ago. So I feel like Korean barbecue for me is a place, is a type of dinner or lunch I can go to like once every six months. Like once I get my, my meat fix i'm like all right that's enough because then you know what happened <laughs> the next day i felt sick <laughs> i think my body was like girl you did too much damage yesterday <laughs> well you know I, I hate to admit this but once years ago i went to coriana uh-huh. and i overdid it and this is what kind of put me off of bulgogi because i i used to eat bulgogi there but and 
I've only really enjoyed my mom's personal, personally her her bulgogi, but I ate theirs, uh-huh. and I think I overate in general. But I also ate bulgogi, and when I got home, I ended up throwing up because mm. I ate so much. Yeah. But all I could taste was the marinated bulgogi coming out. <laughs> So I always have this negative memory and I don't ever eat their bulgogi anymore. It's not to say they made me throw up, but that's all I taste in my mouth when I they cut it, what I remember tasting uh. when I vomited. And <laughs> so I look at it, I'm like, you won't get me today, sir. <laughs> Your PTSD from bulgogi marinade. <laughs> it kicks in. It's like, that marinade just is in my mouth. You know, sometimes you think you can handle it, but it's like mm, your body rejects it. Yeah, as 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 I've gotten seasoned and I go for visits, I, I'm good about portioning myself where I was like, okay, I know about when I'm going to get full and overeat and I'll feel terrible. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I'm satisfied, get my money's worth, but not to the point where I'm going to die. No, we don't need you. We need, <laughs> we, we need boo alive and well. Yes, I need boo alive and well. And I don't want to be dead from overeating. Imagine, like, what would your obituary say? Like he went to Coriana and died. Yeah, because he was a pig. Stop it! <laughs> well, I know you've been eating boo. Well, we all been eating, but do share do share about the places you've been. We are on the opposite end. I went to another restaurant called Intercrew in LA, mm-hmm. and I had a um, a menu selection, of course, as a, a, a kind of a prefix menu of items to select from. So you gonna ask me again. <laughs> I'm gonna ask again. More more choices, Boo. Okay, I and love it. Our viewers, I mean, our listeners out there can um, play along and see what they would choose. But I think it's fun because, you know, it's like uh, I don't know. You just have to go with your gut instinct about what you would choose in the moment, right? Okay. Oh, so I can't say. Well, depending on what day of the week, and if I had meat yesterday, and if it's hot, okay. exactly. Because anyone <laughs> can do that. But it's just like first instinct based on hearing these foods what would you select? Okay. Okay. So first can I, course- Can I phone a friend? I'm just kidding. I mean, if you need to, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but the first course, um, you can choose between albacore crudo, which is a, a raw prepared uh, albacore tuna mm-hmm. with soy glaze, yuzu buttermilk gel, kizami wasabi, and radish mirepoix. And mirepoix, for those who are not familiar, is diced onions, carrots, and celery, gently cooked in fat. Mm, that sounds uh, delicious. It was really good because that's what I chose. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, anything cooked in fat. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have butter lettuce goat cheese salad, which was with compressed strawberries, pistachios, crostini, and citrus vinaigrette. I'm going to do the salad. I like you goat cheese. Salad I like goat cheese. I do. Yeah. With the vinaigrette. I'll do a salad. Well, you said don't think about it, right? Yeah, it sounds like I a heard... good choice to me. I was just, but I would never pick anything over crudo if it's in the first course because I love crudo. But second course, so you select one of these, is either uh, Wagyu Bolognese, which is uh, with Wagyu, pancetta, tomatoes, garlic, pappardelle, pasta, aged uh, Parmesan Reggiano, Cal- Calabrian chili, and yandu. And Yandu is not the Marvel character from Guardians of the Galaxy because <laughs> he has the same name, but Yandu is a plant-based umami sauce that boosts the flavor of a dish. Mm. So that's the first choice. So it's a Wagyu Bolognese pasta or King Trumpet Risotto with crispy okra, 
roasted garlic Vermont cheese butter and sugar snap peas. I'm going to do the Wagyu pasta because I already got my vegetable with the salad, right? So now I'm loading up with Wagyu and pancetta. Bring on the meat. good. Well, I tried the pasta from my friend who I was with and it was delicious, but I chose the King Trumpet risotto and it was immaculate. It was so good. The crispy okra provided some texture, the creaminess of the risotto and I don't know. I just enjoyed it quite a bit. And for for an additional supplement of $15, you could have added tiger prawns, but mm. I, I left the prawns out. Mm. That, that sounds delicious, bro. So the third course is your main. So we have three selections here. Your almond wood smoked pork belly. So that had braised collard greens, smoked apple cider vinaigrette, creme fresh mashed I potato. <laughs> I know. I saw your jaw drop. <laughs> Like, mm, that's my choice. It's like, give, give me the chance. Let me tell you the other two. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> then we had dry aged bronzino filet. So the fish course with Aji Verde. Aji Verde is a, a Peruvian hot sauce, green hot sauce. Uh, blistered cherry tomatoes, arugula, red onions, red wine vinaigrette, or the 10 ounce grilled prime uh, strip loin, smashed potatoes, Parmesan compound butter, and grilled endive. You said, I'm still doing pork belly. Well, pork and collard greens? Yes, it was really good. That's what I chose. It was delicious. That's just going to get my attention. Pork and collard. Now, how, were the collard greens, how were they prepared? Um, They were uh, traditional and to, to a degree, but there's only small smattering them on the plate. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a big heaping pile no, of no, no. collard greens? No, no, no. It was a tight little fancy plate. Oh, okay. See, I'm thinking of like a heaping pile of stewed collard greens with like ham hock all throughout the greens. No. But I still would choose it though. <laughs> yeah, it, it was still delicious. Uh, or, and then we get to dessert and your choice is a matcha bread pudding with dulce de leche or an ice cream sandwich, vanilla parfait, cookie butter. Mm, I'm going to get the ice cream sandwich because cookie butter, I'm in love. <laughs> So honestly, both desserts were a little underwhelming to me. I tried them both. They were delicious, but I expected more uh -huh. uh, after the meal that I had. So it was kind of a letdown. Um, but at the end of the day, I wasn't complaining about the menu in general. It was uh, it was a good meal. So I enjoyed it. And the space itself at Intercrew is gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful space. And my friend and I that I was with, we were commenting about we're surprised we haven't seen this on any of like the Housewives shows or Bravo shows as a location or Kardashians because it's the kind of setting that they would sit in and have their little discussion. Discussions, debates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> debates on who's who's wearing the latest Birkin bag. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, but, in, in contrast, Coriana's space is just the space. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think what? you'll see any uh re you might see like real housewives as I you think they'll go there? No, they would no. like mission. It'd be ratchet. It'd be on like cable like a, a I don't know, like a local cable access. <laughs> but you know, my friend after that meal, he was still hungry. And I mean I was satisfied, but he was like, let's look for something else. So we found something a block away and it was called Michin Duck. And again, like I said, this is in the K-Town area of LA. Uh -huh. So Michin Duck means crazy chicken. And oh, crazy pollo, chicken. Like a pollo loco. <laughs> yeah. But just in Korean. But uh, but it specializes in hot chicken sandwiches. And their recipe derives from Korean fried chicken, 
with a kick of spiciness and they create their sauces in-house and mm -hmm. they're really spicy and you can taste the Korean gochujang, which is the spice that they use. And the way they uh, label their spices is funny because there's the original, which is a little kick, medium, which is a slap in the face, okay. hot. Uh, they didn't put a name for that. They just said they recommend that one. <laughs> Extra hot is a punch in the face. Mm. And then Michin spicy is spicy AF. Oh, so which one and did you get? Look, I look. Here's the thing, Boo. <laughs> I can do spice, but I said just to be safe, I'll do medium because these names are scaring me. Oh, I was gonna say you don't want to be kicked in the face or whatever well, it was. Well, I got medium, which was a slap in the face, <laughs> and it was spicy AF already. Like, oh. so I can't even imagine what the spicy AF was. <laughs> mm, I'm probably gonna be crying. I was like, I, I had a couple because and crying, and letting we, it out. <laughs> <laughs> But we didn't even get the chicken sandwiches. We got, because um, they also do tacos or they do these cute little fried chicken nuggets covered in the in the hot sauce. And, mm -hmm. and so we did that mild and I took a couple bites of the chicken nuggets and already my, I was like, tongue was dying for some kind of milk or water, mm -hmm. but I just had to suffer through. I could feel my eyes tearing up, <laughs> but I was like, well, this is delicious. I'm going to keep eating it. <laughs> You're like, it's worth it. It's worth the pain. So yeah, Beach and Duck, it's, I, you know, the thing is, it's not a restaurant uh, per se. It's like a food stand on the corner uh, in LA somewhere, I think in Wilshire. Uh -huh. And so you just got to find parking, walk up to it. And they have some seating outside of it. But... Well, I'm, I'm happy. So was your friend satisfied after eating the second meal? He was, <laughs> and then he was ready for dessert. So, so would you go for dessert? Wait, we... but you had dessert at, well, hey, you know what? No, we had the little desserts. Live your life. <laughs> yeah, well, right next to Michindak was um, a coffee shop called The Spot Coffee, and they had good reviews, so I went there, and I actually enjoyed um, the latte that I had from them, and then we also had bingsu, which is a Korean dessert of shaved mm -hmm. ice and kind of other components that they put in there, so my friend wanted the black sesame bingsu, and we enjoyed that too. Um, I know we, it sounds like we ate a lot that night. No, well, if you got the tasting menu, I'm aware of how tasting menus are, those taste, those portions are, right? Because yeah. I can remember a couple of years ago, I went to Nobu with my friend Idiri, shout out, and I had to go to McDonald's after. <laughs> I was hungry. And I got like some shrimp dish that had like peppers or something in it, but it had like three jumbo shrimps. Oh, did you go to that McDonald's across the street from Nobu? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that particular day, we went to Nobu first, and then we went to the Laker game. Oh, and okay. there was a McDonald's inside of Staples Center. <laughs> no longer called Staples Center. Crypto. Yes, but I um, I ate McDonald's at the Staples Center because I was hungry. Well, I forgot that um, at Intercrew, I did have um, a nice cocktail. Yes. And first of all, it was rare because rare, I saw somebody had a green drink and I asked the waiter, do you have Midori? And he said, yes. And no one ever Midori has Midori. Sour? So I got myself a Midori sour. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was really pleased with my Midori sour. But then I kept seeing this green drink that everybody having was having. It wasn't a Midori sour. My friend's like, you should get that. So I asked, you know, I looked at the menu. And I asked for the menu and I could see it was a drink called the Post Melon. <laughs> not post, post malone. malone yeah post malone. i would be scared to drink the post malone well i mean it didn't <laughs> it didn't have tattoos all over it so <laughs> but it has a suntory toki midori almond 
uh, lime and coconut. And it was really refreshing. Oh, I wish I was nice laying out somewhere on the side of the summer. pool. Yeah, exactly. It was so good. But that yeah. sounds good. A typical LA prices for the cocktails, they range between like 16 to $17. So, yeah. But I mean, it's an experience and it was not nasty. Now it would be a, a issue if you paid 16, 17 bucks for a drink that was nasty. Yeah. I'll pay 17, 20 bucks for a drink. If it's good, I'm like, okay, take my money. But I don't know how people can afford to drink. Like if you have like four drinks and they're 16 to $20, you spend $80 on drinks. They can't afford tipping. it. They can't afford it. That's why the debt ceiling. That's why the U.S. government now is facing a crisis. People are putting everything on credit. And the and the the ironic part is they they need these drinks to deal with all this inflation. The never ending cycle. Lord help us. So, well, that sounds fun. Um, well, you know, Boom, I went out to an R and B concert. I know. I wish I was there with you. Well, I tried to take a couple of videos because, I mean, as we said, we are seasoned. We're wise. <laughs> and this was an R&B re- rewind concert, Mother's Day edition. So <laughs> the place was full of aunties, aunties and mamas. Um, so I got free ticks to this concert, the R&B rewind concert. And our boo-boos may ask, well, how did you get free ticks? I often reference my side hustle. And so I thought, you know what? Our boo-boos have been listening to us long enough. Let me just tell you what my side hustle is. I don't even think I've released that information. Have I, boo? Have I said uh, that? Of which one? What my side hustle was. I don't think I've um, ever. I don't think so, boo. Well, today is our boo-boo's lucky day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't share. You don't spill the tea. I mean, I feel like this has been a year in the making. You know, I kind of trust our boo-boos. But um, so my side hustle, I moonlight as a front desk agent for a major hotel chain. I'm not going to tell you which one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know though. <laughs> yes. And at this particular hotel, we get a lot of celebrities, we get talent, um, stage crew, promoters staying at the hotel. So the promoter of this particular concert gave the front desk staff free tickets. So that's how I ended up going to see the R&B Rewind concert for free. Mm-hmm. And the lineup, as advertised, it was John B. I know you know who John B. I is. I do. All, all the black aunties know who John B. is. They're like, that's the white boy who can sing. <laughs> Donnell Jones. I, if you heard it, I think you know who Donnell Jones. Yeah, is. you know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, they were really good. Monica, Escape, and Tyreek. So that was a lineup as advertised. But as you know, when you go to concerts, sometimes things don't always go as planned. Mm -hmm. So John B. never came out. (laughs) But remember that group As Yet? And they had like one hit song. As Yet with a Z? Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I remember. Last night, (laughs) I was in front of you. That one? Okay. Yeah, last night. Uh (laughs) So they came out and they did that one song, but then they sang other people's songs because I don't think they have any other songs that people would recognize well they they did they had a version that they did a remake of hard to say i'm sorry right i think i cannot confirm i don't the, know i just the, remember that one single that they had oh okay because <laughs> i think because they were known for that remake of heart uh, oh yeah because it was a chicago song hard to say i'm sorry and they oh. did an r&b a version of it 
So they didn't sing it at the concert, but oh. I was happy to see them. I was like, oh, as yet, I remember them. <laughs> and um, after as yet, Donnell Jones came out and he looked good. He had a lot of energy. His voice sounds good. Well, um, he had, um, have you seen her? That's the song I like. Mm-hmm. And then where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Where I want to be is good too. Yeah. And then he had his song with Lisa Left Eye Lopez. May she rest in peace. Ooh, say what, say what, say what. No, that that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, he did good. I must say that out of all the artists that I seen next, they to me had the best performance. They had a lot of energy. They actually came out with coordinated dance moves. They were moving quick. And then RL, the lead singer, he actually went out into the crowd and did a whole little you know, I'm gonna go see everybody on the floor and all the aunties and mamas are screaming and taking pictures and stuff like that. Well, did they had to have sang too close, right? Yes. Yeah, because that's that's my favorite jam. <laughs> they sang all their hits. So and shout out to them. They were they sounded really good. They weren't using any type of like voice machines or whatever. It was live vocals and they still have their, their voice. Monica, she came out, she did a really good job. Um, she's beautiful. Yeah, she still looks really good. She looks good. She sounds good. Um, well, Escape. Angel of Mine is my song for her. Uh, yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I think that was the video that I took, Angel of Mine. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that's because I was jamming to it when I watched <laughs> it. Um, after Monica, it was Escape, but it wasn't the full group. It was three, not four. Cause... Yeah, but was Candy there? Candy was there okay, and Tiny Candy. was there and Latasha was there with but the other sister she wasn't there because I guess they're feuding or something like that so it was three out of the four members I <laughs> you try to be nice boo well you can you can tell I don't know if it was the way that their outfits were constructed it was like a lot of padding uh-huh. in the bottom area and it just did not look realistic. It looked crazy. <laughs> and then I think that their outfits or, cost or or stage costumes weren't completely done because I think it was their stylist who like ran up on the stage. It was like trying to sew up. Oh my the, gosh. It was just not a good look. It was not. You so, saying they weren't ready even though they were further back into the lineup? They were not ready. Oh my goodness. They were fitting the stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they sounded good. They they still got their vocals. Um, I was happy to see them. And Candy is like 47 years old. And she looks really good. She Mm -hmm. does. So we know Candy from Royal Housewives of Atlanta. And she's done some other reality TV show ventures. So I I was happy to see them. After Escape, it was supposed to be Tyrese. He was the headliner. Well, not supposed to be. It was Tyrese. I was tired. <laughs> and in between each act, it was like 15 to 20 minutes because they wanted to give people time to go to the restroom, go buy more drinks, go buy food. And I was like, you know what? This is too much because, boo, you know, my bedtime is 9 p.m. <laughs> We've <laughs> it, discussed this before. <laughs> it was like 11 and Tyrese was not out on stage yet. I, I was like, you know what, Tyrese? You're cool, but I don't have to stay for you. I'll always remember him from the Coca-Cola commercial. (laughs) Signs of love making, you know, and Fast and Furious. So I'm pretty sure he did a a really great job. I just was not there to witness it. (laughs) 
I mean, if you want to, you could go on, jump on social media and you would have seen clips of his performance. And then I did forget to mention um, DJ Livia. She opened the show. So she, I think she's like 12 or 13. She's a female oh, DJ. Okay. Um, shout out to her because she did her thing and she has a really big following on uh, social media. Actually, I think she just hit 1 million followers that day. So um, wow. she's doing her thing and she has a lot of video with like P. Diddy and DJ Khaled and uh, Snoop Dogg. So she opened it and she got the party going. She got okay. us rocking. So she's Watch out, DJ Spinderella. Okay. Just DJ Livia is, is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to um, Bobby D Presents because that's the one who gave the free tickets. Uh, uh, it, was, it was a good concert. That's so. good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, boo. Yeah. And but, I was not a mother, but I was in the house. But I was like, now you know these mothers got to go put their kids to bed. Why are you having this concert so late? Well, you know, some mothers just need a night out away from the kids. Yeah, true. That is, <laughs> that is very true. I don't have any children, but I, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard your sister talk about that. Before. All the time. <laughs> I pray for her often. <laughs> Well, given that was the R&B Rewind concert, I want to rewind back to a previous topic I talked about an episode or two ago, which was how excited I was about Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so now that we have we reached this point of this recording, Eurovision is done. We have results. <laughs> <laughs> so this year's winner was Sweden. Okay. And the person who won, Loreen, she... Uh, actually won Eurovision back in 2012 as well. So the, she's uh, she made history. She's the first two-time female winner. Okay. Um, Congratulations and, to her. Yeah. So, uh, but it, the win came with a little bit of controversy. What happened? What's going <laughs> because on? Because the overwhelmingly public favorite song you could tell was from Finland, who finished second. And, oh. Um, Karija, the artist, has a song called Cha Cha Cha. It was very anthemy and fun, and you just jump around. And um, even the audience kept chanting Cha 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 all night long. And it and, still didn't win? Well, that's the thing, because the way Eurovision does their voting process, there's 50% is done by a professional jury of you know, um, songwriters and artists from each country. And so they allocate points to the songs that they like on a one to 12 scale. So the winning song gets 12 points all the way down to, um, uh, cause I, like I said, there's 37 countries, but they administer points from a one to 12 scale. So the top song gets 12 and so forth until they get to one. So they total up the jury's votes first. And then after they've done the jury votes, they go to the public votes, which people called in for after the concerts or the show is done. And Lorene got 340 jury votes. Mm-hmm. And so she going into the public before going to the public round, she was overwhelmingly number one, but we had to see how that would put her with the total with the public votes. And Karija was with only 150 points from the jury because they didn't like his songwriting, I guess, or the content of the song. And then going to the public votes, um, Lorian got 243 for Sweden with the public, but Karija overwhelmingly won the public with 376 votes, points. So the public, if it was just a public vote, he would have won. 
And the song contest should really be about what the public wants. But because the jury weighed in, Lorien won for Sweden. It almost and sounds like, so, like an electoral college type system. Well, they, you know, there's, some, there's some like favoritism and politics involved and all mm-hmm. that. And so even with the public voting, that happens quite a bit too. But Europe, it's still two, it's been two weeks since the finale and Europe is still angry over this result because oh. they're always saying how Cha-Cha-Cha should have won or if they post a, a Eurovision uh, Instagram will post a, a video of Lorene and her song and the comments will all be like, uh, I don't know what this song is. The real winner was Finland, you know? Oh. So. <laughs> but, Shade. But, nice. you know, she's a Eurovision legend. Everyone loves her other song, but I think people are salty. They think the fix is in also because, ironically, now that she's won, they're going to host, um, Sweden's going to host next year. Mm-hmm. But it's also the 50th anniversary of when ABBA won. Mm, Eurovision. So how convenient. So I know, people are like, how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> but so the cha-cha, cha, the uh-huh. cha's, <laughs> the, that yeah, song, three cha's. Does the, the artist do they own is it their song so can he make money off of the song yes it's his song so he wrote it um so even though he didn't win for the bragging rights he still can get royalties from the song yeah and he's gonna perform it he you know he had a concert a week after and so yeah i mean the thing is eurovision's boosted his name globally as well Mm -hmm. so i think he gets helped out in the end but then He's been gracious on social media saying, don't attack her for winning, you know, and, you know, you could see when on the night, though, he was very upset that he lost. Um, His publicist said, no. Well, the camera had to pan away from him. Well, not that he had a tamper tantrum. He, you know, he hit his face and it looked like he was going to cry. And then the camera cut away from him. So, um, but yeah, and it's kind of sad that even if they do revamp the system next year, potentially. Mm -hmm. He was a victim of the old system because uh, I think in some European countries, they do this jury public voting, but the jury doesn't weigh in with 50% of the vote. It's like a 25% to the public 75%. So if that was the case, he might've won. But he has the opportunity to participate in Eurovision again. If he he has a qualifying song. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, maybe he can think about it or maybe he's just like, I ain't doing that. Forget those people, those people. I enjoy both songs. I'm happy. I would have been happy with either one winning. Mm-hmm. And this year for Eurovision, they actually for the first time they acknowledge that people around the world actually watch it. So they let the world vote oh. and have a, a say in some of the results. So the song that I had mentioned in the previous podcast about Eurovision, one of the songs I liked was from Israel, um, Unicorn, and she actually won the world vote. Uh, she came in number one with the world. So, so for our boo boos and for me. Where do you watch Eurovision? Is it on YouTube? Well, um, no, because in the past, Eurovision used to stream on the website, on through Eurovision's um, website. Mm-hmm. But now that there's all these streaming platforms, it's exclusively in America to Peacock. Oh, okay. So you can only watch it on Peacock. So you got to get your Peacock. So that's the only reason I had to subscribe <laughs> to Peacock is just to watch Eurovision. Well, you know, I see that as an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll chat offline. <laughs> well, um, and was Sweden your prediction? I don't think so. Your prediction no. was 
Well, that's the thing. I didn't really make an outright prediction. I believe I said Sweden is, probably has a strong chance of winning because she's won before and she has a lot of momentum going into Eurovision. And the funny thing is, I should have said this, but I didn't. <laughs> this is why I didn't say it. <laughs> I was going to say I thought Cha 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 was a contender to win also. But I only didn't, I didn't at the time, I wasn't prepped enough where I knew how to say Karija's name comfortably. And so I left him out. I didn't say cha-cha-cha. <laughs> With your chest, say it loud and proud. I know. So people were like, <laughs> yeah, sure. You were going to say that. But I really, because when I listened to all the entries, cha-cha-cha stood, stood out to me as well. But, you know, I bombed on a lot of the other ones that, like, the only ones I predicted that really did well were um, Sweden and should have said Finland. But, you know, I didn't because I didn't know how to say his name at the time. And then Belgium came in seventh. So I'm happy about that. And then Israel came in uh, third. So okay. nice. Uh, yeah. So I did fairly well. When you said Belgium, I just thought about our trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I talked to some of my Belgian friends. I'm like, your, your country finally put out a good song this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Boo, I do want to say um, real quick, I don't know what we're going to do next week because I'm traveling, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> We always do. I mean, you recorded from Hawaii. You recorded from Hawaii and a bird came in. So I expect (laughs) a bird to come into your hotel. (laughs) Please, bird. I respect y'all. I respect nature. Believe me alone. (laughs) Well, as long as it's not going after you like Alfred Hitchcock's bird. God, no. Backing me. Like you want to keep your eyeballs. I sure do. I don't want want my eyeballs like them shrimp that I cooked at a (laughs) Korean. Any last-minute announcements before we get out of here? No, I'm done. I just want to go eat bar- Korean barbecue now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is snack time. Well, actually, it's early dinner time, but... All right, booze. Till next time, be bougie. And you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.